Hello and welcome back to the Story Analysis Podcast. My name is Lydia and I am here today with my co-host Ashley. And we are here to discuss Firefly. The one and only. <laughs> and Serenity. I assume we're doing them together. Well, yeah. <laughs> They're all one thing. Obviously. They really, really are. Oh, man. Firefly is a show that came out, I don't know, early 2000s? Late 90s? I think it was like 2002. And they had one season and they got canceled. It's a short season, too. It's a pretty short. It's like, what, 12 episodes or something? Maybe 15. And um, it was one of those things where it just somehow genred this, um, garnered, that's the word I'm looking for, garnered, this cult following. And I don't know if that was going on while it was airing or if that didn't come until way later. I mean, it had to be either during or shortly after just because the movie came out a few years later. Okay. It's not like the movie was a decade later. I think the movie was 2005 and the show ended in 2002. Oh, wow, yeah. So, basically, the student networks were like, oh, this isn't, ge- like, generating enough viewers, but the viewers who were watching it must have really loved it, mm-hmm. and it really spread like wildfire through the nerd spaces. Um, it is a show that is sci-fi, but it is also, like, a Western. Yeah. And, um... You know, Star Trek starts with space, the final frontier. And I feel like that must have been his inspiration. Maybe. Where they was like, okay, we've, society, we've used, kind of used up Earth and we've traveled out to all these other planets. I think it's supposed to be 500 years in the future. Yeah. And yeah, Earth, Earth that was, mm-hmm. as they refer to it, uh, no longer exists. Yeah. And we are out here on other moons and planets and living Terra- in spaceships. We like terraform some of them mm-hmm. and, you know, like, and the thing that I like about Firefly is it feels like the Wild West because that's what it would be like, you know. And the thing that I like about Firefly is that it, like, as far out as it is, it does feel very tangible, still like our lives today in a certain way. I do feel like one of its biggest benefits for me personally is that there are no aliens. Yes. Which makes it seem more real. More real. It's not like a space show either, as much as they spend a lot of time in their spaceship. You're very much in that ship with them, you know? It's not just, like, a million shots of the ship going through space and having space wars. Well, and the ship itself is much more of a, like... House? (laughs) Well, it's their house, for one, but it also just has more of a, like, warehouse-made home type of vibe. like, mechanical. Yeah. More than, like, the super sleek... It's not like Kylo Ren storming around his super white spaceship. No, it's not a Ferrari, it's a minivan. (laughs) I mean, I would go so far as to say it's, like, the Volkswagen that you live out of. (laughs) The RV. Yeah. Um, But also the lighting in... Serenity, like the the ship, I mean, is very warm. Yes. And bright. Well, and it's an ensemble cast, which adds to that, like, homey feeling. Yeah. And they're also, it's just an ambling show, which I guess fits with the Western vibes, but, Mm -hmm. like, they're not the super special chosen ones. No. You know, there's not some... I mean, River could arguably be that. Maybe, yeah. She could be the inlet to that Mm storyline, but people were starting out with, like... 
they're just normal folk, you know, like they're, mm-hmm. um, they do illegal trade, basically. They're smugglers. <laughs> they're smugglers. And, um, they're, you know, old failed war veterans and a mercenary and a pilot and a girl who's really good at mechanic stuff and like they're just a ragtag little bunch mm-hmm. and then the pilot they pick up some passengers and mm-hmm. one of them's a preacher which I don't know there's a, that's a storyline that was greatly not gone into I feel like because yeah. there's Untapped always vibes potential. that it's like he's not really a preacher or he's not just a he preacher. He wasn't always a preacher. Yeah. I think they've said that. Yeah. Uh, but we never really get that clarity and maybe we will in the comics or something but um and then they also pick up a doctor. Oh, there's also a Nara who, who travels with them. She's not really part of the group. But she rents she, their shuttle. She rents their shuttle and she what? is a, what do they call her? What's the word? Companion. Companion, a.k.a. a very high classy lady of the night. <laughs> By choice. Yes. Self-employed. And if you're a registered companion, then you're not considered a whore <laughs> or a prostitute. You're... It also gives you... Uh, High status. High status. What's the other? I guess that would work. Um, which is why Mel wants her to rent his shuttle. Yes. It helps give him a little bit more street cred. Yeah. Establishing their name as a, I don't know. Legitimate, I guess. Yeah. Legitimate business. Which uh, it's not. <laughs> nope. And then, they, yeah, they pick up a doctor and... Um, he has a package. He has a large case that is smuggled onto the ship, and that episode ends, and you find out that case is carrying a girl who happens to be his sister. That he smuggled out. Yes, that he's on the run with, basically. I, I just to back up, before we get into the I just wanted to set the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I love the world. Oh, me too. And that surprised me because like, this was my first real taste of sci-fi. Definitely the first taste of sci-fi that I ever liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know. I remember the, what's the James Bond guy? Daniel Craig? Yeah. The Cowboys and Aliens movie. Oh yeah. Is it him or is it Ed Harris? I don't know. I don't know that I ever watched it. I didn't either, but I remember that came out and I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. So like the concept of like, space western Mm -hmm. sounded dumb to me yeah but this one executed it so well and i just adore it Mm -hmm. like i don't know it just works so well and i really love like you said with the old war veterans Mm -hmm. like mal and zoe fought in the like alliance and the brown coats I don't remember the name of the People war. People fighting against the Alliance right. were taking over everything. And they had the Battle of Serenity Valley, which is why he named his ship Serenity. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost. And you I just, you see him, like, in the pilot, clearly, like, has a faith, you know? Yeah. And then has lost it when we come to modern time, or present present time, mm-hmm. um, due to losing the war and, you know, being in command of all of these men that he watched die. And yeah. um, Zoe was his second in command and has stayed with him this whole time. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just really like that you see him carry that through yeah. the show. And I love his and Zoe's relationship. Oh, well, I think there's a really beautiful part of that where it's like, He's obviously lost his 
faith in that kind of belief, but you also get the idea that, like, he's lost his belief in himself as well, mm-hmm. as, like, a good person, as a person who has a purpose, as a person who... But he still very clearly has morals. Oh, yeah, he does. Like, he doesn't really like that about himself, but... <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, exactly, and, uh, but you can tell Zoe still believes in him. Yeah. You know? Right. So, Well, and I mean, ultimately, the whole crew does. Oh, yeah. No one believes in him more than Zoe does. And I think She always did. (laughs) I just... I don't know. Rewatching it, as we just did. Mm -hmm. Zoe is such a cool character. I like... Underrated because she's, like, quiet, you know? Never disliked her, but I was, like, really thinking about her this time through, and I was like, she's just so iconic. She really is. She's just that strong, independent female character who's, yeah, is quiet. Yeah. And doesn't take any of the spotlight. And she is willing to take second yeah. place. Yeah. She's willing to let Mal lead. Yeah. And she will back him up. And, you know, if he makes a wrong call, she's going to call him out on it. But yeah. he's in control and she respects that. Yeah. He's and I really love that episode where um, her husband, Wash, has a problem with that. Yeah. And they kind of go toe-to-toe. And you just really, by the end of that episode, understand her relationship with each of them better. Yeah. And, like, you realize it's just coming from a place of, like, insecurity on Wash's part. Right. And that Zoe he's kind of jealous. And she's yeah. like, there's no reason for you to be jealous. But you really see that yeah, come through of, of, like, she loves them both. She respects them both in completely different ways. Exactly. And it's just neat to see that. And, like, I don't know. I love when she goes in there to save them. And the guy who has them captured is like, well, you get to pick one. And she's like, wash. Yeah. Immediately. There's no hesitation. Like, yeah. she's going to pick him. Yeah, right. Sorry, Mel. And I just love that, like, we also get the feeling at the end of that, like, that's who Mal would tell her to anyway. You yes, know? he expected nothing and, else. And, like, it's, um, yeah, I don't know, she's just... She's not that, like, brassy, I have something to prove strong female mm-hmm. character. She is just, you don't have to say you are when you are, you exactly. know? Like, she just is competent, and she's got nothing to prove. Nope. She's good at what she does. Absolutely. <laughs> and I love that she's married to... The nerdy, the nerdy jokester. I love it so much. I love Big the mouth. flashbacks when she meets him and he has the mustache mm. and she's like, I don't like him. <laughs> There's something about him. I don't know. And like, you know, he yeah. shaved and she was like, hmm. Mm. I love it. It's just so funny. So good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, and I always figured like that part is just like, she doesn't have him figured out. That's why she doesn't like him. Nope. You know, which is probably ultimately why she ends up liking him. Yep. <laughs> It's just so funny. Another story we never got to see. <laughs> exactly. Well, and too, like, you know, we have the, like, implication that, you know, Wash thinks, which isn't true, that she's into Mal. Mal. Yeah. And, like, she never has been. No. Nope. And Mal and Wash are nothing alike. Exactly. And she's attracted to Wash. Yeah. And, and you, you know, just, Wash probably feels that way because he's probably a little in awe of Mal. Exactly. <laughs> makes him feel a little lacking he's as a He's a little man. jealous. He's like, I want to be that cool. Exactly. Why wouldn't you want me to be that cool? She's like, because I'm cooler than that, yeah. so. <laughs> like, we don't have to both be cool, babe. I got this. Yep. <laughs> oh, no, they're very sweet. I like their relationship a lot. I just feel like those dynamics I've never seen portrayed elsewhere. Uh-huh. Like, they're... Uh, what's the word, like, positive oh, relationship. Yeah. And they're already married before we know them in the show. Yep. 
And there's, like, really no actual conflict. Nope. That was, wash, like, one episode. Wash the sides there is, but yeah. there never was. Yeah. And he learns yeah. throughout that episode. Um, They're very close through yeah. all the other episodes. So it's just nice to see that, like, good example. Yes. I've never seen it elsewhere. No. And for her to be so invested in Mal. Yes. That's the wrong word. But, like, supportive. Mm-hmm. Um... And for that to never be a thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like in most shows, that would be, there's a little bit of a thing. Wash is just a little bit right, you know? And that's not the case in this. No. Well, and I love that. And I think the thing that, uh, I know there's controversy around Josh Whedon now, and I don't actually know what it is, really. But, like, I, uh... He he did fantastic character work in this show. This show has just the most perfect ensemble cast. It, it's so good and all of his women feel like real women. He did that really well. Mm-hmm. They all have relationships with each other and mm-hmm. everybody else in the crew. The way he has these really fun characters but took the time to have each one of them have a unique relationship with every other single person in that group. Mm-hmm. You can feel that in yeah. their interactions. Like, here's who Jane is and this is how Jane feels about Wash and the Preacher and Kaylee. And, you know, like, you can yeah. just see how he interacts differently mm-hmm. and has different relationships with everybody else in that little group and they all have that right. dynamic with each it's other. It's just that they're all like so individual uh-huh. and no one like takes the back seat mm-hmm. at, at the same time like they all blend together well yes. and like I don't know you go through that cast and you, you don't forget anybody no. Mm-hmm. Like you list them all out and you remember each one yep. and their personality traits and their goals and ambitions and yeah. Yeah, nobody's left behind. Yes. I love Kaylee. I love, you know, we were just talking about how much we love Zoe. But Kaylee 100% is that, like, sweet little girl character who's, like, everybody's little sister. And she's, you know, kind of more sensitive. And she's very bubbly and optimistic and just, like, very traditionally feminine in one way. They also make her the ship's mechanic. Mm -hmm. And, um... Not that I'm saying this is necessarily something they had to do to her character or even something I love about her character, but she's not some, like, virginal, innocent, little, unexperienced-in-the-world person either. No. You know, and... She's also not, like, forcefully tough. No. Because, like, she has... She's soft. There's a few different turns of events where she's, like, you know gotta take a gun and be a part of the fight and she just struggles she she can't do it (laughs) and i like that about her you know and it doesn't make her weak that's just not something she's able to do that's just that she's not one-dimensional she's not you know Mm -hmm. what's her name letty you know because Mm -hmm. she's the mechanic she's right she's very much a girly girl yep and she wants the big puffy dress and you know she's she's cute but she's, yeah, she's multifaceted. And yeah, with Anara too, she's not just this, like, sexy, seductress woman. No. no. Well, I really, I kind of appreciate that about, like, them building up this dynamic of the companions. Yeah. And, like, how it's, like, there's so much more to it than just sex or whatever. Yeah, right. Like, she's got this, like, level of class and understanding yeah. and, like, compassion. Yeah. Um, where you learn how to like emotionally support somebody exactly. as well as exactly. it's kind of like 
geishas plus therapist right you know yeah and it's like you can i don't know it's just it's a more believable thing that like Mm -hmm. yeah this is a service you would pay for yeah right and i can see why it would be respected almost Mm -hmm. and she is such a like kind-hearted person yes ultimately and it's really interesting and she's sassy with mal because they get on each other's nerves because they like each other mal's he deserves it sometimes. And I don't usually like that dynamic, but I, I feel either. like they did it pretty well. Well, here's the thing. I do feel like each of the women kind of have, like, a stereotypical woman feature. Yeah. But it's not yeah. because it's just them. Yeah. And it, and it could it would definitely show the most in their relationship to Mal. Yeah. Because he's the one who is most likely to put them in a, like... Madonna slash whore dichotomy where mm. like or whatever where it's like he sees Kaylee as his little sister mm-hmm. he obviously sees um Zoe as not a wife but like a partner slash like maybe an older sister you know sure. and he sees um Anara as yeah someone he, he is romantically and physically attracted to mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> despite himself right <laughs> um but I really like her, and she has moments of being, you know, as sassy, sassy and competent as she is, she has moments of being, um, seeming really young. Like, I noticed that this time, probably mm-hmm. just because I'm older than her now. Right. Um, but, and, like, she's, like, besties with Kaylee. Mm-hmm. And I really like I that dynamic, that so much, yeah. you know? And, yeah, I don't know. She's not in competition with any of them. Yeah. And she stands up for herself, mm-hmm. you know, which I appreciate. And she's really caring. I think mm-hmm. that, like, she multiple times she puts herself at risk to help them or help other people. Right. And, like, it's kind of, I don't know. You see the prostitute character as being, like, the you know, a villain, usually, and, like, willing to do anything for money. And that's not yeah. who she is at all. She's or, yeah, really compassionate. Was, like, really desperate, poor yeah. type character. And yeah. this has just been like. Kind of turns that tro- like that idea yeah. on its head. And like, she's really compassionate and like, doesn't just, it's not just like something she learned how to do and put on. Like, she genuinely is that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's, she's, she's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. And then for the boys, we talked about Mal and Wash a little bit. The preacher a little bit. Preacher's great. And he's very funny. He is funny. He's a little sassy, too. He's sassy and funny, which I, we love, you know? We love the not stereotypical, passive, pathetic... No, he is not passive, which... Preacher man. Like, a lot. And there's, like, the line about, like, he's gonna bear arms with the rest of the team, and yeah. then she's like... Zoe says that... Doesn't the Bible say something... Have something against killing? Yeah. He's like, it's however a little bit uh, fuzzier on the subject of kneecaps. <laughs> he's going to do what he has to do. Yeah, yeah but... he's great. I love him. And I think the funniest things are little details where you see, like, the person that the preacher seems to hang out the most with is, like, Jane. <laughs> yeah, like, they the work worst, out together. The worst of them. <laughs> probably why. It's probably his mission. You know, yeah, it's like the, uh, we got heathens aplenty. Yeah, we got heathens aplenty So right he picks here. the worst of the worst and spends his, most of his time with him. You can tell Jane likes him. Like, yeah. Jane likes him probably the best. He might. <laughs> and there's Jane, who's Jane. the knucklehead mercenary oh, Chad bro. He's the best. Who's awful. Oh, he's the he's best. He's awful. Don't he's start. sleeping with the women. He's, uh... <laughs> Not any of the women. Uh, well, if they let him, <laughs> sure. 
But they're better than that. They're not going to do that. Yeah, he's no. He's kind of mean. He he's... wants to be the boss. He thinks he's the greatest thing in the world. Well, and he has the questionable loyalties, flexible yes. loyalties. Um, he's got the ego problem, You too. can't quite trust him, which yeah. is, is a fun dynamic. It's oh, very yeah. interesting. And, like, he grows a little bit in the show. He really has grown in the movie Serenity. Yeah. Like, he is one of the team at yeah. that point. But throughout the show, you kind of watch this shaky yeah. relationship happen, and Mal almost kills him once, because yeah, he... tries to sell him out. He tries to sell out River and Simon, and, um... Because he's, he's greedy, and he's yeah. a little dumb. He's a little dumb. <laughs> and, yeah, he's just not very loyal. And yeah. um, he will do whatever he has to do to get the payday. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of see him move past that a little bit. Yes. Throughout the show. Yeah. And he's he's pretty much one of the team, yeah. ultimately. But he's also in the movie, but... very good at what he does, which I think yeah. helps even out the dumbness. Which like... is why... Like, in that flashback episode, yeah. when Mal hired him, mm-hmm. he had tracked them down. Mm-hmm. Like, it was nothing. Yeah. And Mal was like, oh, that would be useful. Yeah. And, you know, we need a barbarian on our crew, so. Yeah. Basically, yes. <laughs> you know, he's a little dumb. He's a little uh, annoying. But the but hit points. He's, <laughs> he's helpful, so. Yeah, he's a very fun character. And then, yeah, Wash is kind of their jokester. He's their pilot. He's, you know, becomes always husband. Um... And yeah, we Mal is the captain. The captain. He's the main, the main player. If there is a main player, it's a pretty even ensemble cast. But it is. He's uh, got the emotional arc more than the rest of them. That's needed. Simon. Oh yeah, Simon River. I just said none of them were um, forgettable. And no, yeah, but here you they are. are. They are the plot. <laughs> Simon and River are the plot. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> Simon and River are siblings of a rich family. Mm-hmm. He became a surgeon at a very young age because, you he's know. He's brilliant. He's a genius boy, and he had all the money in the world to mm-hmm. get all the education. And I think it's the second episode when he's explaining their plight Mm-hmm. When he says that he's an idiot compared to River. Yeah. And River was, like, sent away to be studied by the Alliance, but they didn't really know that's what was happening. Yeah, they're like, oh, she's at a special school. Yeah, because she's so smart. Like, mm-hmm. this is for her benefit. And then, ultimately, she reached out to Simon and was like, they're hurting us. Yeah. Get me out. And his parents didn't believe him. Mm-hmm. So he went and stole her. Yep. <laughs> and now they're on the run. And they're very sweet. I love their relationship. I d- hated Simon, like, the first time I, I watched did it. Too. That's probably strong, but I was like, he's my least favorite. Oh, yeah, he's like this, like, pretty boy. And like, watching rich, it again. Pretty rich boy. I was like, no, he serves so much of a purpose. Yeah. And I like him a lot. And yeah. he is so good with River. And yeah. River is so good with him. And yep. I like his, he has kind of a romance with Kaylee. Yeah. They're funny. They're funny. And, yeah, Jane hates him. But. Jane hates him. Well, he and Mal butt heads a lot, especially in the beginning, but kind of throughout the whole series. But you can tell, like, almost instantly that Mal's not going to give them up. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as he butts heads with him, he's like, okay, well, I guess these are my my little rich children now. Right. <laughs> he adopts them, despite himself. His excuse is that they need a medic on the crew, yep. and he's a doctor, so... Mm-hmm. And River... Is a little crazy. She's a little crazy. Um, what did I call her? Uh, a manic, uh, 
pixie nightmare girl as opposed to the manic pixie a little bit (laughs) she is kind of like the blueprint for that yeah because i feel like she kind of came before all the manic pixie dream girls Mm. and she wasn't ever like hyper she's not sexualized which i appreciate and she's not really there to further the men's emotional journey no she has her own yeah so i so she doesn't quite she doesn't fit the like the that phrase came into the conscious very much as a critique towards this kind of character and i don't feel like she's got a lot to critique about that way like whereas like Lilu from the Fifth Element was like a sexy baby, you know, and like some of these other obnoxious right. ways of going about it. I don't feel like Rivers really. I don't know. She's not there to be sexy and no. crazy. <laughs> no, she's like genuinely young. Yeah, yeah, she's. And like, they they don't ever screw around with that. They're not like, even Jane. <laughs> no, like this is a when child. Jane doesn't even sexualize exactly. you. <laughs> Um, and she, I'm always fuzzy on this. Like, did, was she, like, clairvoyant and that's why the Alliance wanted her? Or did the Alliance make her be able to read minds? I think, I don't, who knows. It's like Eleven. She basically has Eleven from Stranger Things origin story, right? Where it's like, they do testing on her and maybe it's unlocked her potential, but it's because mm-hmm. that was inside of her kind of all sure. along, you know? So. so she can read minds and, and predict things. She's, they turned her into a weapon, which we don't really know until the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, of like, you know, you say the trigger words and she becomes this ninja. Death, death ninja. And kills everyone in her path, mm-hmm. which they apparently trained her to do. Mm-hmm. Because they were trying to build the weapon. Yeah. And she found out things that she wasn't supposed to find out. And she doesn't really remember. But that's why the Alliance wants her back. Yeah, because she's got information. And Simon's not going to let them take her back, so that's why they're on the run. Yeah. Um, and yeah. But most of the episodes, like, that's all going on in the background. You know, they start building that. I mean, it's more in Serenity that that kind of all comes That for sure, yeah. Um. But they are they're laying chased. they're laying the bricks, but it's very much like a. Well, this episode's about this. And this episode's about this, right. and like that's that's going. They did a, that really well. I felt like where they're slowly growing their plot right. to keep going, but like, they have all their like fun, really fun one-off episodes or two-episode arcs, you know, and yep. there are lots of different. Western type tropes. Well, yeah, every time they're on a planet, it's like the old West for some reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like, you know, maybe some hovercrafts and stuff, but there's also horses and saloons. (laughs) Also, did like a brilliant thing. For some reason, he decided that like the two reigning powers that got out of Earth were like America and China. I was going to say, I don't. And they blended those two cultures together. They never said that. No, in the show. So I just, like I know that you know that. Where did we learn that? Yeah, it's just in what's what has been brought to the other planets, and the fact that they will sometimes use Chinese words. It's very common intermixed to into their, swear in their English vernacular, and uh, it's on in the set design. You know, yeah, it's, a lot uh, of the like the fancier planets will have a lot of like Asian influence and. Yep. A lot of the wording just Well, and a lot of Inara's clothing looks more, like, Middle Eastern, almost. Or India, even. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Just it's, 
all the finer things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like just that. fun when you have this, like, rustic, like, it's in space, but it also just looks like cowboys, like, cowboy city on the frontier, but then there's all these Asian influences yep. everywhere, like, but, like, like almost Tokyo, like, that's where, like, the, yeah. the techie scenes take place more, and it looks more like a, right. a Tokyo version of, you know, high-tech, bit, yeah. kind of, and it, it uh, it's just very creative, and, yeah, never really stated, just there which is fun yeah and like i said i mean i don't even remember where i actually learned that was it just an interview was it a summary video i don't know but who knows um yeah i don't know it's interesting mm-hmm. how much i've just kind of retained about this show yeah isn't actually in it it sticks with you and i just feel like all of that was built so it's very clearly yeah that's that's what they were going for. All of this was written down before they ever filmed anything. So yeah, yeah you it's just gonna come out eventually, right? So well, just and, very well executed. And so much of the vibes of the show, like they are so unique. And anything that I could think to compare it to, I think has come after it for the most part, or like maybe post-apocalyptic a little bit because that's set in the future. Mm-hmm but still usually more on Earth, you know, kind of a thing. But this is post-post-apocalyptic. Like, we've redesigned a society already. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't know, like, I guess Arcane, which we haven't talked about yet. But, like, Arcane is maybe, like, a similar setup or Mm -hmm. something, but that's come way after, you know? So, I don't know. It's such a unique thing. And I really... The Mandalorian, maybe you could say, even about uh, like because yeah. it has that Western feel, and they have their one-off episodes on planets and stuff. But that one's much more not an ensemble cast. Yeah, and there's <laughs> aliens. <laughs> it's one guy and one alien. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah, it, it's probably when I think of when people want to talk about ensemble casts, I think Firefly is the first thing that comes to mind. It's as like that is like the best example that I could give you. And and I think some people be like, Oh, what about Lord of the Rings? You love Lord of the Rings the most. I don't really think of that as an ensemble cast because they're separated for so much. It is like three different storylines going on at the same time. Yeah, like they're only an ensemble for a very short time. And there's a lot of characters, but I don't really think of them in the terms of ensemble cast. Um, and now recently, I think Shadow and Bone has done ensemble cast yes, very well. I would agree. Maybe not quite as well, but pretty dang well, considering yes. it's a YA book series. Like, a combined YA yeah, book series. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, the Six of Crows book, like, dang, I love it. Yeah. So, I love Firefly. So, I love Firefly, too. So much. Mm. Also, here's the thing, okay, they have, like, their own dialect, Yep. Some of it is Chinese, most of it's English, obviously, but they also have just, like, created their own words. Made up Western words, like Goram. Yeah, as a swear word. That Goram ship. <laughs> and a shiny. Shiny. Is used as, like, you know, fantastic. That, oh, and that's, that, that's a great thing, shiny. Yeah. There's some of it that's a little bit, like, well, cowboy speak, probably, but it's also kind of like Yoda speak, where they, like, reorganize sentences a little bit. Yeah. You but know? it does sound like Western Frontier. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of the costumes are that way, yeah. where it's like, you know, why are we wearing a prairie dress? Why not? Yeah. Um, well, and you got, like, in, like, the more country 
uneducated people like mm-hmm. Jane are more likely yeah. to say things like, you know, get over here, I'll learn you good. You know, stuff yeah. like that. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, Anara's not going to talk that way. No. You know, and... Uh, so I, good. Also, just, like, every single episode has an iconic quote. And I love true. the quotes in this show. The dialogue's I love fantastic. the funny ones, and I love the good ones. You yeah. know, like, what does that make us big damn heroes sir and yeah we just you know we just um just so good so yeah. good the i am a misbehave yeah love so it good. they got some great dialogue and like it doesn't feel cheesy no well that's what i was gonna say they've yeah. made up their own swear words and somehow it doesn't feel cheesy no they have these white they're selling them <laughs> very white english speakers mm-hmm. Spill it, spitting out full Chinese sentences, and they had put some work into that because yeah. it doesn't feel awkward it or sounds choppy. Natural. It sounds like something they're used to doing. Yeah. And I can't speak to say if they're pronouncing everything correctly, but they're saying it very smoothly. <laughs> yep, they're confident, and it's like, do I speak any Chinese? No. Did I get the gist of what they were saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's just well written. So. I, I I love that show, and I I feel like. I mean, we talk about a lot of stuff here and a lot of stuff that we like, but I feel like this is set apart, whereas there's very few things that I'd be like, you should watch this and learn from it if you want to be a writer or if you want to tell story. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this would be a good, okay, class. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We're yeah. We're watching Firefly sure. as sure. a study today. Well, I also feel like, and I didn't know this when I watched it, but it is very good in all of the aspects of D&D. Yes. Like, for world building, for yeah. having a good ensemble cast, and mm-hmm. for, like, you know, picking out these individual journeys for each of your characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, each one of those characters probably has a D&D class that would fit it perfectly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fit them perfectly. Um, and so, yeah, it is a really good example to use for writing. Yep. Across the board. Just across, I mean, like, dialogue, character, yeah. world building, like, they do all these things so well. Mm-hmm. But it's also a good example to remind us, you know, writers out there that you can have something that is fantastic and not be a commercial success. Yep. <laughs> Just a cult classic. <laughs> <laughs> can have something great and have it canceled on its 12th episode. Yeah. <laughs> I do really feel like that is sad, mm-hmm. and I do wish there had been more. Right. But I also feel like... There was no room for it to go bad. <laughs> yes. Well, it is kind of immortalized that way, yeah. but also, like, they did get that movie. Mm-hmm. And the movie's really good. It is really good. Even if you haven't watched the show, I think you could like the movie. Yeah. And it's a good story, and I think it's clear, even if you haven't watched the show, mm-hmm. like, the whole journey in the movie, and, I don't know, just, yeah. it's so good. And I love that they, the movie itself was so fun, and it had to be so fun for people who mm-hmm. had watched the show and were sad that it got canceled, and right. were delighted that there was going to be a movie, because everybody looks ready for the silver screen, like, yeah. they're all beefed up, and yeah, they yeah. look beautiful, and... Um, it's just so good. Yeah. Their introduction scene, that's all one shot as yeah. they all pop up with their lines and you're like, oh, everybody's back home. Oh, the boys are back. Yep. It's just so good. Well, I agree. And I feel like most of the storylines he tried to open up, I'm sure it was frustrating to not really be able to dig into all of them mm-hmm. and flush them out to their complete 
you know, vision, but like they he took us home, you know, like exactly. he was like we're going to figure out this river and Simon thing. We're really going to get into it. Yeah. We've talked about reavers, which are people who, you know, went crazy at the corners of space and became cannibals and all these, you know, they're just this nightmare fuel. A little bit like the Last of Us zombies. Yeah. Flying around. Yeah, with, like, cognitive abilities. (laughs) Yeah, who have it out for you. Yeah. Who live and breathe. And um, we were able to delve into that and kind of solve that mystery and deal with it. And uh, he was obviously saving that in his back pocket all season one. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. we're going to have eventually these reavers, you know? And uh, they really just... Yeah, gave us a conclusion to all these little things he started in the beginning, yep. which was very satisfying. So it helps it feel like a completed, right? Completed little package. Parts, a lot of it really yeah. is like mm-hmm. we've completed this. We've given you the full story. Yeah. Like, you only got a movie of to right. Sum it like, all up, but... could we have gone for seasons and seasons with Probably. this? Probably, but yeah. here's a compacted version of it, yeah. and it just works. I agree. I don't feel like it felt super convoluted or rushed, even in the movie. And I, I didn't see the movie before the show, so I can't be a complete like outside observer. But right. I felt like it. It felt good, you know. Like mm-hmm. they really, they gave us a little time skip between that season and the movie, but wasn't anything too drastic. Yep. And some of the characters weren't really with the crew anymore at that time, but we brought them all back. We yeah. saw them all again. Everybody know? was back for the movie. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> I, love it. I love it too. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Good stuff. And I don't, we don't have to break down all the episodes, but they're all fun and they're all like unique. You know, we have the like, let's save of the shootout in the house and board it up and save the women from yeah, the I never convoluted sheriff. For some reason, I always think of that one. Funny. There's the, they're getting swindled by Saffron episodes. Yeah. That they pick up from the little cult town or the she, backwoods town. You know, is inadvertently married to Mal. Yeah. But it's all a ruse. There's Janestown where we find out that Jane and his selfish acts somehow got interpreted as a folk hero. Because he because had to drop failed. the payload. And they were like he robbed from the rich and he gave to the poor. <laughs> gave him one for. He stood up to the man and gave him one for. <laughs> Much to Jane's simultaneous chagrin and, and delight. delight. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh man. And I don't know. And there's just, there's many more but like and so many good moments. Yeah, when Kaylee gets her dress and gets to go to the party. Yep. And Mal has to fight the guy mm-hmm. who's flirting with Nara. Yep. So good. So good. So good. Love it. <laughs> ten, ten out of ten. So good. I just, I don't even feel like there's, there's I mean, not a bad episode. want to do this podcast just because it's like, it's so good. And we don't even know it's what to all, say. That's all I gotta say. We don't so even know what good. to say about it. Oh, I feel that way too. Like, I don't know. I think I we started. I was like, oh yeah, I want to watch this again, and I can do other things when I'm watching no, it. No, you have to watch it and but, immerse. <laughs> but it's like every time I'm like, there is not a bad episode here. Like no. I am enjoying every one of these episodes, yeah. and I've seen them all before. You know, nothing felt like a filler. You know, like no. even if it was, it was a delight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. 
that's just it. Like I said, every single episode has, like, one iconic line that I remember mm-hmm. or one iconic scene that I remember. Sometimes yeah. multiple. Like, yeah. there's not that many. So it's just just such a fun ride from it beginning is. to end. And, like, it is a little sad that there isn't more, but I feel like the movie really kind of it puts salve on that wound. It does. It does. Because <laughs> it, it really doesn't feel like you were left without a conclusion. Exactly. It's like, no. Here's your conclusion. And I do feel like, too, like, I don't know, I love the story. I love when a cast is all friends and they love what they're doing. And I feel like that happened here. And I think they were all sad that it got canceled. Yeah. And I think they were all delighted to come back for a movie. I think so. And I think that's so fun to know that. Yeah. And I think it's easier to swallow now when we're in the dawn of miniseries. Mm Because that's what it feels like now. Right. That didn't really exist when they came out. That's true. So it felt like, oh, we could have gotten seven seasons of this. But now we've kind of gotten used to, like, sometimes you can just have, like, eight episodes and tell a full story and it's great. Right. And that's what this feels like now, you know? No, I think that's fair. And, like, could it have been a little bit more rounded? Yeah. If it were meant to be a miniseries, yeah, slower maybe. momentum builds Cause and Because I build. think we had more, um, what's the word? Not Easter eggs, but like seeds planted yeah. than ever had a chance to grow. I think so. Um, so probably could have mm-hmm. kept that a little bit cleaner. Had a couple mini arcs, had a couple right. whatever, few season If we'd lines. known that there wasn't time to do it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it really doesn't feel like... So much untapped potential. No. It could be. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I know that there's many, many stories that could have kept going. I was very glad that I didn't start Firefly until I had, like, Serenity was already out. Yeah. And. Yeah, no, I don't think I watched it until, so. like, it was ten years past. Yeah, so I got to see it all. I like, go, oh, and there we go. Whereas I could see feeling really disappointed mm-hmm. if my show ended because it got canceled. And who knows why they wanted River. What's wrong with River? Who knows why the Alliance wanted her and Simon? We don't know. We, we don't know any of this stuff. But then you get two. <coughs> exactly. And it's so nice. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> so good. So good. So watch Firefly. Watch Firefly. And just know that there are so many solid morals and elements in this show. Oh, yeah. That so much TV doesn't have now. Yeah. And... We need to bring it back. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> There's no, like, hope is the message here. And you, when you watch it, you're like, oh, wow, I, we don't see that very often. No, anymore. and to be, you know, reliant on other people and to yeah. stand up for other people yes. and to have loyalty and exactly. conviction and... Take care of your crew. Yep. It's just so good. Love it. This found family. Yes. Ugh. Who doesn't love it? So good. <laughs> So good. Ten out of, Eleven out of ten. It's so well done. <laughs> so well done. Ourselves. It's well done. Uh, oh man. Best of the best. Yeah, it is fantastic. Well, shall we wrap her up? Sure. Alrighty. Thanks for joining us. Let us know if you. Uh, we technically rewatched this one, but there's lots of other shows that we've seen back in the day that we could easily retroactively podcast about, and you'll probably be getting more of that this season. Sure. <laughs> if you say I was so. just like, okay. <laughs> what are you going to make me rewatch? <laughs> Anyway, thanks for joining us. Let us know uh, who's your favorite character in Firefly. And we'll see y'all next time. It's Jane. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>